0: Most people don't know is that wealthy people focus on making money and preserving their wealth. Mm. That's all that matters. No matter how much money we do or do not have, we are training our minds to know, hey, if I have ten dollars, it's my job to think like a billionaire. And billionaires are setting their money aside, they're investing their money, they're creating money, and they're no longer just relying on one stream of income to put them in position to build wealth.
1: It has to work where it has to work. Welcome to another episode of Circle of Greatness. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis, and today we got a special one for you. So my goal this year is to help so many people become financial, literate, helps so many people just understand how money works, helps so many people create cash flow. And I've been watching this young lady for so many years from she had her program in schools, literally educating kids on stocks, right? Literally worked on Wall Street. And I talk about literally does what she preaches all day long, and is responsible for helping so many people create cash flow. So I said, "You got to come over and educate me about this reach things, about stocks, and about creating cash flow for everyday people." So without further ado, I want to introduce you to our special guest of the day, Ashley Fox. How you feeling?
0: I'm feeling good. Oh. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, thank you for being here. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm good. Learning good. and growing. So you've been for years. Like I- I've watched you from. Creating programs to teach youth about stocks and about financial literacy. Doing the same thing for adults. You probably serve tens of thousands of people as of now. I, just,
0: think it, I think it's millions.
1: Millions. Oh, yeah. excuse, <laughs> excuse Millions of people on just educating them on financial literacy mm-hmm. and stocks and REITs
0: and different things like that, right? Yeah. So, so I was on Wall Street for a while. Yeah. And I realized, well, first I was working with millionaires and billionaires. So yep. in order to talk to my team, you had to have at least $25 million. Wow. So, Just to have a, a
1: conversation. Yes.
0: Un- unless, if not, we sent you downstairs. Wow. So I was in the bank accounts of millionaires and billionaires. So I was seeing what they were doing. Yeah. And while I was making less than $100,000, um, I wanted to do and become what I saw every day. Mm. But I also realized that growing up, I went to Howard, majored in finance, worked on Wall Street, I got access to this information because of my career choice. But if you don't come from money, you don't work in finance major, you know, or, or work on Wall Street, how do you get access to this? And so when I left Wall Street, my goal was to take the knowledge that they gave the 1% and build a platform, build a company that targets the 99% That's that good. Wall Street overlooks.
1: Mm, wow. What's some of the things they was doing 25 Let's, million in the account 50? What's a couple so, of those things so they was one doing? One of the
0: things, one of the things that most people don't know is that wealthy people focus on making money and preserving their wealth Mm. that's all that matters yeah and not losing it so when you think about inflation like wealthy people we were trained that if they just parked their money in a savings account it was our job to go work with investors to put together a plan where they can execute and invest that money yeah and i think we're 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 conditioned to think we always got to work for money but now it's time for our money to work for us mm. because this country wins when we spend money. Right. And I'm watching these clients who are owning the companies that I spend my money with, the, owning the basketball teams that I'm watching on TV. And it's like, well, not everybody can see those bank accounts, see those strategies, but they're protecting their wealth, yeah. utilizing trust, estates, wills, things of that nature to make sure if they're no longer here, how do I make sure my kids, kids, kids are set? And there are mm. strategies in place where you can set money down. Set money aside for your kids, kids, kids and avoid taxes. Right. Mm. So I think it's, it's understanding one. Their priority is I have to invest. Yeah. It's not an option. It's a standard. I have to protect my mm, wealth. I I have like to that. It's not an
1: option. It's a standard. Because
0: we, if you have a like hundred million dollars yeah. and inflation is six, seven percent, you're losing millions of dollars by doing nothing. Wow. So it's getting to a space where no matter how much money we do or do not have, that we are training our minds to know, hey, if I have $10, it's my job to think like a billionaire. And billionaires are setting their money aside, they're investing their money, they're creating money, and they're no longer just relying on one stream of income to put them in position to build wealth. So I would say multiple streams, investing is a standard, not an option, and putting things in place to protect. So if something were to ever happen, it's not the government that gets to keep it, it's their family that gets to keep it.
1: I think you should trademark that if you did Investing <laughs> is a standard, not an option. Can you imagine how far we would be as a culture and society if investing was a standard and not an option?
0: Yeah. Do you know how many, how, how many, I don't even think, I think America would still work but there will be a lot more wealth. Yeah. Because we have perfected, especially African-Americans, we have per- perfected how to spend.
1: Yeah, we good like, at that. We trillions that of dollars
0: off. of buying power, but not recognizing that every time you are giving somebody your time or your money, someone else is monetizing off of it. Just by you sitting on a social media platform, watching a television show, it's going to someone else and what they created. Now, I always tell people there's two ways to really build wealth in this country. First way is you either can create your own idea, right? or you can invest in somebody else's idea, yeah. right? So I run my company, Empify, and I've been through hell and back. I've been kicked out of places, lost, you know, all types of things. That's not for everybody. But you can invest in somebody else's idea. You can do that through the stock market. And it's really opening our eyes to say, hey, you don't have to have millions of dollars anymore. The game is different. I, I left Wall Street in 2013. It used to cost me, every time I processed a transaction inside my investment account, there was a fee that no longer exists, right? So the doors are now open for the everyday person to get exposed. I think we have to start letting go of the fear, the doubt, the worrying and conditioning that has been embedded in our minds to recognize this game is a game I can play because there is no America if you don't spend money. So why not start investing in the things you're using, investing in the companies that are getting your time, your money and your energy, because we don't have to not, we don't have to hate America. We can just get money with America.
1: Ooh, you talking, you talking that talk. So I'm a new investor, right? Meaning I invest in real estate. I do invest in stocks, but I'm not really educated on stocks. Like I got a stock portfolio. I got a, I got a nice amount in there, but I'm not really educated, nor do I have a plan yet for my kids when it comes to stocks. And I know open up a, what's that called? A custodial, custodial account. account. Mm-hmm. But I want to go through some, what are some things that I need to be doing and others need to be doing right now to begin to start preparing for the standard? Like if we're now about to, if everybody looking at this, like I'm about to make this a standard. Let's walk through some of these steps of what we need to be doing. OK, let's first I got think, a merit trade account. I don't know if that's what we post. But let's all right. let's let's all talk right, so about let's it.
0: take a step back. Okay, right? Let's do that. First thing you got to recognize is you can no longer spend or save your way to wealth. Mm. We all know we know a lot of people. number one: You we can't say, spend or, or save, save your way, way to wealth. wealth, right? That's the first thing. So we need to invest. Yep. Regar- I don't care if it's with five dollars, twenty dollars. If you have made a commitment to pay your bills every month, if you've made a commitment to spend money every month, you have to make the commitment to pay yourself every month. Mm. So that's the first thing. Yep. In order to invest, the easiest way to do it is to open a brokerage account. Brokerage account. So the brokerage account is what your Ameritrade is, right? Okay. It's the it's the middleman between the the seller of an investment and the buyer, right? Okay. So you open a brokerage account to buy stocks, to buy REITs, to buy ETF, right? It takes less than five minutes
1: stocks reach each you gotta break that down for the people so
0: so stocks and buying stock in individual companies got it REITs Mm -hmm. real estate investment trust where you can own stock in a real estate company Mm. that owns and operates real estate and you can collect passive income Mm. ETFs is like a bundle of stocks so it's kind of like I don't just want to invest in LeBron James I want to invest in the entire Lakers team that Mm. has a variety of players that and they all do different things that contribute to the overall win of the company
1: can you invest in teams
0: right now like NBA teams? Yeah, is that something? That, they, that's like a secret society. Uh, you got, okay. I didn't know <laughs> but if they you, but had the same like an ETS for no,
1: that. No, so the that's way, okay.
0: same way you can own a piece of a company, there are different shareholders that own a piece of NBA teams, but those are more private transactions.
1: Got it. I hear a lot of, like just say Jesse Isler, owner mm-hmm. of the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Uh, they just said J. Cole born in yeah. when Jordan sold his team. That's more of a, hey, investment yeah. groups and right. stuff like correct. that. Right, correct, correct. Private But equity. same
0: concept. Yeah. You're just saying well, I don't have to, it doesn't have to be NBA team. I want to become part owner of Amazon. I want to become part owner of Netflix okay. and really starting to think what company. So now you open a brokerage account, you connect.
1: Anyone you recommend.
0: Um. So I wouldn't say I recommend, but okay. let's, it's, at the end of the day, they all do the same thing. Okay. Just so just, just open up a brokerage But what account. I would say is I personally, coming from Wall Street, I like the vets in the game. Okay. There are a lot of new apps that exist, which are phenomenal, yeah. right? They are great to start, not to finish. Got it. So if we're going to play this money game, we're talking the Fidelis of the world, the Charles, Charles Schwab, which is now, yeah, t- yeah t- like the E-Trades. I think
1: T.D. Ameritrade, Charles with, Schwab, mm-hmm, merge, yep. T.D. Ameritrade, right. yeah. So
0: all these accounts are great. So from the new apps that exist, they're fine. So if you already have one of those, perfectly okay. But if we're talking about, hey, I want to get to a space where I'm operating, having millions of dollars, you know, whether it takes me, it takes a month or 10 years, some of the new apps can't produce and do the things you need to really create the life that you want, just with features, right? Yeah. So you get the brokerage account. You connect it to your checking account. So you're going to transfer the cash you have into your brokerage account. So your brokerage account is your shopping account. I'm going to shop for my stocks, for my investments. You can easily sell it, and when you want the cash, you can transfer it back to your checking or savings account.
1: I've had the privilege to help hundreds and hundreds of people all around the world open up their own profitable event spaces utilizing my signature formula. Number one, how to find a space. Number two, how to fund the space, and how to automate the space. I've been in Atlanta, Georgia, now living for two years. My spaces are still in Philadelphia operating, doing extremely well because we use the same exact formula that I break down, right? If you're interested in learning how we can help, you, I want you to go to eventspacesecrets.com, watch a training or book a call with our team to see if you are a good fit. Again, this is for you specifically, if you're looking for other ways to leverage your money and turn that into other streams of income, right? I don't believe there's a better time than right now for you to get tapped into the information in the game that can help you. So again, go to eventspacesecrets.com, watch the training or book a call with our team to see if you're a good fit for this opportunity. Let's go. Mm.
0: Now, once the account is open, First thing I always tell people, and even for you, what do you use every day, right? It's not about looking at my social media or looking at the the gurus on the Internet. That's fine, but I'm 34 years old with no kids. I'm an auntie. So how I invest my money might not be the same as someone who's 50 50 years old who has children, right? The easiest way to start is to make a list of companies you use every day from the soap you use to the toothpaste. Open a
1: brokerage, make a list of all the companies Companies that you you use use every day.
0: day. From the the toothpaste to the soap, to the food, to the car, to the gas. Right. Because if you are a consumer, you know what the company does for a living. Mm. Right. So instead of trying to find that random pharmaceutical company that somebody talked about on the Internet because you want to make money fast, start to invest in reputable businesses where you are a consistent customer. Yeah. Then you start to figure out, are they publicly traded? because not all companies, so I run a company called Empify. it's private, right? So the everyday person can't just invest in my business, yeah. but publicly traded companies' stocks on a stock exchange can be purchased by the everyday person. The easiest way that I say you can figure that out is just type in a company name, type in stock, and if a chart pops up in Google, then you can buy stock in that company. That's just the easiest way to do it. Now, when you make that list, then ask yourself, who do you wanna invest in? Like who do you, if you could be part owner of a company that in the next one, two, three, four, five, ten 10 years, Who do do I want to make money with, right? Mm. Like who, and one one thing that I personally do, like I'm not like a, I read stock charts every day. Like I like the winners. Who's who's the number one airline? Who's the number one e-commerce platform? Who dominates and runs this country? Because one thing you got to learn about America, America will do everything in its power to protect their power. Mm. Meaning big companies produce jobs. Did you know that Amazon is the second largest employer in America? Meaning if they go under, America loses because now there's no jobs. Mm. You need these jobs to circulate cash in the economy, which is what makes America win. Right. So for me, I like the big boys. Right. They're not as sexy and they're not talking about the Internet. You're not going to like flip your money tomorrow. But I know I like to wake up and know that I use this company, that I make money because of this company. And this company's going to be there in the next five to 10 years mm. because they're so big. Right now for your kids. Think about 10 years from now. Yeah. 20 years from now. So for
1: for me personally, five years from now.
0: It depends on so also depends on what you want, right? So hold on, let's take a step back. Making a list of the companies you use, cool, right? And for your kids, do the same thing, except your kids are younger. So when you think about your time horizon, do I want to make sure my kids are set up by the time they're 18? Do I want to make sure they have money for prom when they're 15, 16? So build out the stages of when you need money and what you want money for. Mm. Because once you dictate that time horizon, that'll tell you what types of companies you want. So, for example, I invest in Amazon. Amazon is a growth stock, meaning they don't pay out dividends. So one of the ways that you can collect passive income, which is also important for your kids, is some of the, some of the companies that are big today aren't sexy anymore. Sexy meaning they're not always they in the news. They are or not aren't. aren't sexy, okay. right? So imagine Jay-Z, right? Jay-Z's a vet. Would you invest in Jay-Z if he was a stock? Yes. Now, Jay-Z might not flip your money tomorrow like one of the new rappers, but Jay-Z's consistent. He's reliable, right? Now, knowing that Jay-Z's like that, let's call Jay-Z a dividend stock. So dividend stocks are companies that take a portion of their profits and give it to you, the shareholder, as cash flow. So you can collect monthly or quarterly cash flow from companies that are giving a portion of their money to you. Because companies know, hey, I'm not going to grow, my price isn't going to grow a lot, but I can give you reliable cash flow. Mm. So people who want passive income, I want to invest in companies that are paying me. Just because I own them, I'm getting cash flow. So the more shares I own, the more cash flow I get. And it's better to do with a company you actually know than a random company.
1: That's going to disappear tomorrow. right? And I've invested previously in companies where they're like, hey, just buy this now. I heard it's going to grow real quick. And then yeah. Still, I got some of them accounts on my phone and they're red. Right. Because they're... Well,
0: having red is not a bad thing, but you got to know who who are you going into this account? Am I looking to flip my money really quick? You got to play that money game then. You're going to take some losses. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. But if you want reliability, you want consistency, you got to think about the type of company you want to buy. I want to know that my company is growing gradually consistency is large, been doing this for a while, a recession isn't going to shake them up, you want a bigger company. Now, if you're buying small penny stocks, things like that, that's like buying a startup. You never know what's going to go down with a startup. But we all know that we're still going to get our packages delivered by Amazon because the whole world is using Amazon, a and fact. they're making $100 billion a quarter, yeah. right? So it's, it's more of...
1: $100 billion a Now, quarter, but, but quarter. imagine
0: if you invested in Amazon 18 years ago. Oh, took good. them some time to become the Amazon they are today, yeah. took some risks. They might have took a lot of hits, but it took them all these years to get to that. Yeah. Because when you buy a stock, you're not buying a price. You're buying a company. So you got, is this a small company? Is this a big company? Mm. Have they been doing this for a while? Are they paying a dividend? Because if you think about a, passive, a stock that pays passive income, if that company is able to share profits with you, that says something about that company. There have been times running my company where I didn't have cash at the end of the month. I done paid all my bills, It was nothing left. Companies that pay dividends have cash left. Got Mm -hmm. cash to pay their bills, cash to grow their business, and cash to take care of you and your kids. That like clockwork, that money's going to consistently come. That says something about a company if they're stable enough to give you cash flow. Now their price might not jump a lot, but they're giving you consistent cash flow. So now when you're thinking about what am I buying, what kind of investor am I? Do I like to wake up and know my companies are still there? I'm gradually growing getting some cash flow, you're looking at more of a, of a more stable company. But if, you're, if you say, look, I'm gonna flip my money, I'm, I wanna trade, all, like, and some people are not like that. I'm not like that because I, I run a business, so I can't monitor the stock market every day. But when you open this account, you gotta ask yourself, what kind of investor am I? And you might say, actually, I want growth. I want, I want a little growth. I want my stocks to double. Yeah. Perfectly fine. But actually, I like cash flow. So open two brokerage accounts. Mm. One strictly for the goal you set. Hey, I just want to day trade all day. Open another account. Like, really separate your money based upon the goals that you set for your money.
1: Yeah. Hey, y'all, listen to me. I got to stop the episode for a second. I mean... I don't know about you. I'm trying to take notes. I'm trying to internalize what she's saying. I'm trying to literally digest it. But I also understand it's going to be hard for me to grasp her 15, 20 years of education in a a 30-minute episode. So if you are looking at this, what I want you guys to do right now, go to mycashflowcreation.com right now. Ashley is hosting a five-day virtual conference where every single day, She's going to be breaking down everything that we need to know to create wealth for our family. Listen, I'm going to be on there. My wife is going to be on there. My 17-year-old is going to be on there. Why? Because I want to make sure I create wealth now, not later. So I need to know everything. So what I want y'all to do, immediately go to mycashflowcreation.com. Go ahead and join it, y'all. And uh, in the comments, just say, I got my seat, and we're going to get back to this episode. Yeah, Ash, man, you are going crazy. Like, literally, you're giving... Just in 15 minutes, like, you open up the brokerage account, identify what you need to buy, open up multiple brokerage accounts based on the type of investor you're going to be, whether it's a day trader, whether it's dividends, whether you want growth stock. There's a lot in this financial game. Like,
0: but you also got to ask yourself, how bad, how bad do you want it, though? Yeah. Like, for me, investing— How bad do you want to
1: stay the same, though? Right. Though? Investing I is not
0: an option. Yeah. Like, and also, mm. too, if you think about stocks and REITs that pay out passive income— it's like buying a property, yeah. right? The more properties you buy, the more income you're going to get. So you can buy one and just be okay, or you can buy a hundred and be all, and, and be phenomenal, right? So
1: let's talk about that. So mm-hmm. you know, there's so many different ways to get in real estate. You got I teach event spaces, right? Mm-hmm. You got you got uh, syndication, you got buy and holds, you got flipping. But majority of every one of those avenues, you need a significant amount of money to get in the game, like. To buy, to flip a property, you need cash flow, you need a loan, you need, I feel like with the reach, you don't got to really worry about credit. You don't need a $10,000 down payment. You don't need a 3.5% down with FHA. Talk to me about, I would like to own, you know, we both from Philly, I want to own King of Prussia, a piece of it. Right, right. Talk to me about how do I get into real estate? Uh, leveraging REITs, which is real estate investment investment trust. Trust, Right. So
0: first thing I've been watching Instagram, I've been been studying (laughs) as
1: much as I could from the outside, but that's why you're here because I need the inside track.
0: All right. So real estate investment trust. First keyword is trust. Trust. Right. So anytime you see the word trust, no protection. So,
1: no, n- meaning no N-O, N-O
0: protection yeah, or no K-N-O-W? know, that it's K-N-O-W. Uh, no, it's so a protecting uh, something. K-N-O-W. No, it's protecting Anytime you see the word trust, yeah. just know that it's to protect you from something. Okay. REITs protect the company from corporate taxes. Mm. Now, with the REIT, you are owning stock in a real estate company whose job is to own, operate and manage income producing commercial real estate. So when you think about what it takes to get in commercial real estate, right, a whole lot more capital. This is a way for the everyday person. They were creating like the 60s where the everyday person can still invest in income producing real estate without having to do all the heavy lifting. Mm. So you mentioned King of Prussia. Simon Property Group is the number one mall operator in America. They are a REIT, meaning you can go into your brokerage account, buy a share of Simon SPG and own a piece of every single mall. Uh, Less than less than one hundred and fifty dollars a share. Wow. And every share you buy, they're giving you income. Mm. So it's either is every month. that a dividend or yep. is that so a growth? Okay. Now, so it, you're strictly, when you buy a REIT, you're not looking to flip. So always look at a REIT like buying a property in the suburbs with a good tenant. Mm. The value of the property in the suburbs isn't going to, you know, it's not like buying a gentrified property in yeah. North Philly. But it can grow gradually. But you have a reliable and consistent tenant. So when you buy REITs, so you got to also ask it, what type of investor are you? Are you looking to flip? or are you looking for income? REITs are strictly for those who want passive income, right? Now, you go to your brokerage account, you buy a REIT, most REITs are less than $200. The majority of all REITs are less than $200. But here's the thing, so remember I said that trust word, by law, they're not not gonna pay corporate taxes. But in exchange for not paying corporate taxes, they have to pay out 90% of their taxable income to you. Mm. Meaning. So literally, I'm sure there have been people who've owed you money and there's no law stating that they have to pay you. Right. Your job doesn't have to pay. They can let you go in order for a REIT to be a trust. They have to pay out 90 percent of that income to you. So the more shares you own, the more income you'll get. Now, when we compare REITs to dividend stocks, right, both companies, but dividend stocks, they don't have to pay you that extra cash flow. REITs do. So REITs actually are known to pay some of the highest dividends out there because by law they have to. Mm -hmm. So for every share you own, assignment, the more cash flow you're going to get. But here's the thing. You don't need credit. Mm -hmm. You don't need to manage any tenants. Mm -hmm. You don't have to use a real estate agent. You don't have to be an expert. You don't
1: need a license.
0: You don't need any of that. So you literally you literally are investing in a trusted partner who does this for a living. They go get all the properties. They manage all the tenants. They do everything to build the property. They practically do everything for you. Your job is just to recognize the good partner.
1: Let me ask you this. So I want to make my money. When you say they pay me every month. So I buy a REIT, call it $150. Mm -hmm. You say this gives me a return. Do I got to go in there and say, pull out the money? Or tell me how does that process work? So
0: first off with a REIT, you're going to get anywhere between five to 15% just in a return, just from income, annually. Right Now, when you buy the REIT, it's all done. You you automatically go to the company. They know you are a part owner of their business. They send you the money. That cash gets deposited in your brokerage account. So you'll know based off of when their dividend is dispersed because every REIT pays a dividend on a different day. So it's possible you own four REITs and they each pay you January, February, March. And then we're circling back March, April, May, June, July, August. Right. So getting yourself into a space where one recognizing we are so conditioned that we have to work for everything. Like I Mm -hmm. watched our billionaire clients. I would we would sit with their whole family. The kids will have three, four million dollar portfolio making making six figures in passive income. So think about it. If you have a one hundred thousand dollar portfolio and the read is giving you a 10 percent dividend making making $10,000 right every year crazy so but you're not managing a property you can go you can go get the same hundred thousand dollar loan buy a property and get $800 a month in rent it's the same it's the same thing you just don't have to do as much work and you don't have to leverage any debt I thought
1: about it like that
0: now the other way you make money with REITs is that price can move same way the value of your home the only difference is there's no stock market to tell you the value of your house every day but the value of your home is going to fluctuate every single month right Now that REIT grows in value. So, for example, during a recession, interest rates are high. When rates are high, our debt is high. REITs take out debt to build their real estate like most people do. Their payments are now higher. So as an investor, people would sell the REIT and traders would sell the REIT because they think the value of the REIT is going down because their expenses went up because debt goes up. The way I saw it was all REITs are down right now, just like all commercial real estate is down, which means there there are REITs that are down 50% in value, the price, I'm racking up, but their value is down 50%, but they're still paying out that that cash flow. Mm. So imagine if you bought a property, you wanted to buy a property in the suburbs of Philly, right? It's $100,000, but the market's down. You buy that property for 50,000, but you can still charge 800 in rent every single month. But you know when the economy bounces back that that property has the ability to go back to 100,000. So now you made money on the value of the property and you're still getting your income. But most importantly, people are buying REITs because of of income. You don't need credit, you don't need a license, you don't need to do a lot of heavy lifting. There's no minimum to get started. Most REITs are less than $200. But the thing about it is there's over $3 trillion of REITs that exist in America. Wow. Literally. So this isn't something like that. I just, I always tell people like, I just make this up. You can buy malls. You can buy shopping centers. You can buy data warehouses, right? We think about your phone. Mm, where's warehouse? Where are all the, where's all the data stored, <laughs> right? You can buy... Um, warehouses, industrial REITs. For example, Amazon, right? Two of Amazon's biggest landlords are Stag Industrial and Prologis. So you can buy all your products from Amazon, but where do they store it? It's stored in a warehouse. Amazon isn't in the game of real estate. They're in the game of getting your products to you as fast as possible, but they pay rent to a REIT. If you own a piece of that REIT, you're getting a portion of that income. Mm. So now I'm able to make money by owning Amazon stock, I'm able to make money by being Amazon's landlord. Amazon's giving me some price growth. The REIT is giving me passive income, but I'm going to still shop on Amazon. I bought ketchup the other day on Amazon. Like I'm still going to use the product, wow. but I'm also making money because I'm a owner of that company and their landlord.
1: That's called all money in. Yeah. I'm getting money all type of ways right but it's, now.
0: But for less than Amazon stock is less than $200. Yeah. And the REIT is less than $200. One of of Amazon's landlords. It's because
1: it's split though, right? It's split. Amazon,
0: yeah. I I feel
1: like I bought it at like a a couple thousand, I feel like. All right, so look, Ash, I got to, majority of families, they got to set up GoFundMes and all type of stuff when people pass away and- not saying to that extreme, but it's like, I wanna really set, people always say, I'm doing this for my kids, but nobody really doing it for their kids. Like, mm-hmm. how many stocks your kids got?
0: Right, right, right.
1: Like, like what real estate your kids got? Like, you know I'm, like, what businesses they got? Are they financially literate? I wanna make sure my kids are really set. So, one, what should my, I got two questions. One, my daughter's 17. Mm-hmm. How should she be, well, I guess, well, she's about to join your virtual event. That's one way she's gonna be getting educated, but, I guess what should she be doing financially right now to learn like mm-hmm. I'm or your virtual event. I figured that out. Second question, <laughs> I guess, um, for my kids, I got a, a one year old, I got a two year old, I got a three year old, I got a 17 year old. My current style of investing now is more of a buy and hold okay. like, mm-hmm. because in my regular businesses, we're able to generate revenue mm-hmm. quicker depending on what, what businesses that we're, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want them to be able to turn 18 and be like, oh, I got a hundred thousand in this account, I got a million dollars in this account, I got, how do I do that? Am I putting a hundred, am I putting a thousand dollars up a month? Like, right. what am I doing? So walk me through creating by the time they're 18, because you got your little your, niece, your yeah. nieces and mm-hmm. nephews, you was in Disney with them, and mm-hmm. they set up. So how do I set my kids up?
0: So first thing you do is the same way you pay your bills, you gotta pay your kids. So mm. turn. What you're investing for your kids into a bill as if it's an expense on your income statement and constantly add to it. Make that a standard. How much,
1: what's the standard in general?
0: It depends on what you want, which brings me to the next point. Yeah. When they're 18, not even 18, because, again, you need money for your kids before they're 18. Yeah. So build milestones. I want to make sure. So, like, for example, my niece, I want to make sure she has a portfolio of at least a million dollars, period. I want to make sure she's bringing in at least two, 000, three thousand dollars of passive income. Period. Right.
1: A month or per year? Per
0: month, per month. Right. So standard way. Right. Just on average. Let's say you're going to get a six percent dividend and that's low. I I, I have some REITs that are paying out 15 percent. but let's keep it standard. You know that if you have a million dollar portfolio, six percent, they're getting sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So focus on getting into a get get to a million dollar portfolio. And let's say it's a REIT, right? If REIT you might be able to raise it a little bit. But again, stick to 6%. Yeah, standard. If I have a million dollars, passively they're getting 60000 But if I want 120000 got to build a $2 million portfolio. And then work backwards. How much do I want to set aside every month to make sure I hit that goal by 18? To make sure I hit that goal by but when they're 10 right now? You're gonna get there faster. One, make sure when you have your brokerage account set up for your kids when they're getting dividends, turn on the drip feature, which is located in your settings. Drip stands for dividend.
1: Wait, start that over again. Just so I don't wanna okay. miss that.
0: You want the drip feature turned on. So it's but which, fe-
1: you said something before that. I it's, need Oh, to it's do. in your
0: it's in your settings in your brokerage account. Okay. You'll see it. It's called, okay. But it's called dividend reinvestment program.
1: So just saw so um <laughs> but my first step was the custodial account?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I get your custodial sure. account. Okay.
1: Now here's the and thing. What is a custodial account? It's an account
0: where the child, it's in the child's name, okay. but you run it. Okay. And you don't have to be a parent. So you Every
1: can Every kid's separate custodial correct. account. Every, ocean account, yep. Dream Account, King yep. Nehemiah, Destiny own account. Yep. Do I even do this for my 17 year older? Yep. Okay. Yep. Got it.
0: She it'll it'll become her account when she's 18.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So open a custodial account. You need your social and the kid's social. Okay. And if you got aunts and uncles, they can also open custodial. So like I'm, I my my niece, I run her account, but it's in her name under her social. Okay. We're both attached to it. Perfect. So I make the rules, but it's in her that those assets are in her name under her social security number. Okay. So first you get the account, set it up, transfer the money. Now, when you're building that income, turn on the drip feature, dividend reinvestment program because you'll get to your goal faster. So for example, let's just say you're bringing in 12,000 a year, right? We're, we're, we're getting somewhere. You can take that 12,000 when drip is turned on, it'll reinvest the 12,000 into the REITs that you bought. So in this case, you, you could be making money and buying more REITs, which is increasing your income. So you actually hit your goal faster, but it'll reinvest the cash you get. So now the cash won't just sit in your brokerage account. It, the, the system will automatically buy you more shares the moment that cash hits your account. So now you're buying shares with money that they're paying you. And then still also adding to your brokerage account. So I would say we could sit and do the math.
1: I need my laptop yeah, right we, now. But, I'm trying to have you, you, the set, way you the way you The way, you, the way you
0: look at it, though, if I'm setting aside a certain amount of money every single month, adding that up each year, timesing that by the number of years they have left to get to 18. Mm. Again, if we're just shooting for a million, we know... They're getting $60,000 a year. Like that's some people's annual salary. But because you have so much time to build for your kids, they can decide, do I want to go have an annual salary? Or do I want to live off my dividend? That's what I saw on Wall Street. I was literally watching kids making over $100,000. And I'm, but the portfolio wasn't moving because they were living off the cash flow that was being produced by the portfolio. That was the first time I saw REITs. It was like, why are they making all of this cash flow? But it's because they're investing in companies that by law have to pay out income. So now your kids don't have to do anything. You don't have to manage any tenants, but they're building the income off of REITs that you invest in. You know how much cash flow they're paying, and then you're able to collect that cash flow for them. But I would say, if you're not using that cash flow that's coming, even in your portfolio, if you're not using that cash, turn on Drip and have that, that system reinvest the cash that that company is paying you.
1: Wow, that's this is nice. So, all right, I got that. I'm identifying how much I wanna do a month. Uh, I'm just putting this on auto like it's a budget, right. a line
0: mm-hmm. item in my budget. The other thing I would say too is, specifically for me, one of the things I do is you don't need a football team to win as an investor. You need to, you need to start in five. So determining what are my top five REITs, my top five growth stocks that I want to take me to the championship, right? Because once you know, let's, let's do the math. Let's just say there's a REIT that costs $100 and they pay out a, a 10% dividend. You know you're getting $10. You know, if you want to get $100 from that REIT, you got to buy 10 shares, right? So do, once you, we can sit and do the math and I'm gonna talk about this during the, in the challenge. There's a way you can just, every REIT pays you a certain amount of money. All you got to do is determine how many shares do I need to buy to hit my passive income goal? And you can do that for your kids. But again, the easiest way, average 6%, you want a million dollar portfolio, get to a million dollars. How much do I need to invest over the course of six years, seven years, eight years? to hit a million, but you may say that might be too small. And I would also challenge you every 90 days, whatever you're putting into that account for you and your children, increase it. There was a point, my niece, I started with her, I started with $35, she caught me, she was born the moment I started Empify. And I was like, I'm not, while I can't do millions, I can't do thousands, I got $35. So I was setting aside $35 every single month. I wanted to share a Disney for her, Disney at the time was like $100. Right. It took me three months to get her one share. But in my mind, a whole lot of $35 over Add the course up. of 18 years yeah. adds up. And, and that was and in d- 2017. Does it compound too? It does, because that, that that price can also grow over time. But I also got to a point where I didn't have to put $35, I could put $3,000 in, right? Mm. So as you're making more, you, if your bills are going to go up, you're going to give your staff raises. you got to give your kids raises, too, in their brokerage accounts.
1: Can, so, can you do the deduct thing? You know, I believe you could pay your kids up to twelve grand a year. Yeah. And you just put it all inside of yeah, the... Yeah, so
0: now you have the write-off for your business. Yeah. They already paid the taxes, and now you put it in, in the account for them to invest, too. Absolutely.
1: Let me ask you this, because this is something I always want to do, and I don't know the way of doing it. So all my friends got birthday parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of their kids need another toy, another shirt. How can I buy them a stock where, like, I, my goal is very like, yo, you you having a baby at one. All right, cool. I'm going to a one year birthday party. Here's a stock at Amazon. Don't touch it till they're 18.
0: So, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can buy an actual certificate. Yeah. Where they have, like, a plaque on the wall. Somebody
1: bought that for me, and I don't know where is that.
0: Yeah, so yeah. you can do that. It's a it's only a couple ways that and I think the world is going to change the way they do this. There's a company called Stockpile that allows you to buy gift cards. They are actually the only company that I know for kids. The Stockpile is a great account for children. It's like a coloring book for kids. Right. You can buy a gift card. So you say, hey, I want to give your kid a thousand dollars of Amazon stock. You can buy a thousand dollar gift card for Amazon stock as long as that kid has a stockpile account they can buy shares of Amazon with that gift card.
1: Hey, listen, I had to stop the episode. Listen, really quick. This is the book responsible for making so many people grow their social media, right? Their income, their impact and influence, leveraging social media. And you're probably looking at it like, yo, Neil, I don't feel like waiting for you to ship me this book, right, y'all? Go to my IG cash book right now myigcashbook.com. Get a direct download to get this in your inbox so you can immediately start leveraging the strategies. This is over 86 pages. Every single chapter is going to give you a gym to grow your audience, to grow your impact, and to grow your, your influence, right? And I literally created it for you. This is the same thing that I literally watch people go crazy with. So go to myigcashbook.com. Go ahead and claim your copy. It will be in your inbox. And when you do that, buy everything that it comes with. I got an IG course with it, and a bunch of other things that I know is going to truly help you go crazy. My Let's go.
0: The other way you can do it, you can also just, you can also provide money and just make sure that money gets uh, deposited in their brokerage account. Yeah, Depends on the relationship you have with the parent, but you can give them the money. This is what I want them to buy. They have that brokerage account set up and then do check-ins every 90 days. How's that stock doing? How's their portfolio doing? Mm. But for me with my niece, I got her stockpile. One, because stockpiles, the other thing you can do too, stockpiles are really good for kids. So you can have that account with your children. right? I recommend maybe about like seven or eight is when kids can really use it because instead of buying Disney, ticker symbol D-I-S, they're buying Disney the logo. So a kid can recognize. Instead of buying Nike, they see the Jordan logo. They see the Nike logo. So they're more receptive to it. But what happens is when the kid has the account, they're managing their stock. They can see it. You're making a decision. So you have your login. They have their login. So when they want to buy something, you approve it. When you when families give them gift cards, they can deposit it, put it in the account. They can buy what they want. But one of the things that I think even just outside of giving your kids money is doing it with your kids. Because there's 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 three types of parents. You got the one parent. They don't invest at all. They, they you know, they don't mm-hmm. think they have money. They can't do As it. Most parents. Then you have the parent who does something. But it's the kids don't know. And then you have the parents who do it with their children. So if you're buying stock, and especially as your kids start to get older, you got to let them know you own a piece of this company. What companies do you want to invest in that's going to make you more money? And then, hey, what do you want to use this money for? We made $50 in your brokerage account. What are we going to buy with that money? But really, as you're learning and as you're doing and as your kids get older, showing them, because one of the things about our clients on Wall Street and the reason why the Hilton family is a Hilton family, why the, why the Walton family is a Walton family, they own mm. Walmart, is because wealth is a standard of excellence in the household. So if I'm an investor, mm. my kids are going to be investors. Yeah. I'm going to show them the game because if I don't show them when they get this money, they're not going to know what to do with it or they're not even or they're going to lose it. So you got to groom your children. Hey, this is what I'm saying. I'm sure you want to bring your kids in, along in the business. While we're doing this, these companies are also working for us, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm over here buying stuff at Amazon. I'm over here watching Netflix with you, but we also own that company too. So every time you turn that TV on, they, that company has to perform for me because every 90 days, they got to produce their financials. Guess who, they, guess who they answer to? Me, because I'm part owner of that business. Mm. So getting your kids into this mindset that, hey, I'm using this, but we own this. Let me show you how much we have. And I think wow. my parents, did really good at setting money aside. They weren't investors. Nobody really knew how to invest, but I didn't know what a bill was until I had to pay a bill. So what if I'm sitting here with you, I'm learning with you, dad, you're building wealth with me and for me. But now I'm taking over the reins by the time I'm 18 because I know how this game works, which is why we went into the school system. But the issue we have with the school system is we taught the kids. They went home to their uneducated parents. So -hmm. we had to take Empify to a space where we can go in the school system. But I got to talk to the parents because they're under 18. Even if I gave the kids money, which is stuff we did, you can't get that account without a parent. Facts. So if the parent doesn't know what's going on, I had some kids buying Apple stock and the parent didn't even know what they were doing because the parent wasn't educated. So in this case, we can't build intergenerational wealth without touching every generation. Wow. So in this case, for you, you're going to have these accounts when they start to get of age. I'm making this commitment to set money aside. If you really want to get good, make the kids put money in with you. The moment you get the 17 old you're making money, you get that first job. I'm setting aside a certain amount. I want you to put in 100. Tell me what you want to buy now. Let's monitor that company. Let's see what they're doing. Let's see how much they're making to get them involved with that process.
1: Wow. I, I believe what you just said is like the key to wealth is like showing your kids then or, or kids showing the parent like really right, right, doing right. it together. And it's mm-hmm. funny. I was a. Uh, Earlier on, like years ago, I was trying to teach pa- kids how to start a business, mm-hmm. and I changed it to start a business with start a business with your kid, and mm-hmm. that changed everything right, because now they both need the information. Like mm-hmm. just the info, info you giving me, I don't know all of the stuff right, that you are right. teaching me, so I'm just excited now to really go implement this with my family and also just for them to be able to learn this from you on right. a, on a longer. And basis. I think
0: when you get to a space too, when like, I know how to do this because I did it for people. But you get to a point where if you, have a, if you have a passive income account, dividend account for your kids, and a growth stock account for your whole family, we're talking about we have over 10 accounts now. Somebody has to keep track of that. That's why J.P. Morgan was created. That's where I used to work. Because you, you get to it. I literally have a clients who had hundreds of accounts. And one of the biggest things I learned, they all named their accounts. There was no account that was set up that mixed money. This was a shopping account. This was the investment account. This was a college. Everything was organized by, by purpose. Mm. So for you, it's like, Hey, my passive income goal for my kids. I'm thinking by the time I'm eight, by the time they're 18, I want them to have at least 2000. Okay, cool. That means that they're going to have 24,000. I mean, they're going to have what? Yeah. 24,000. So you got to get yourself into a space where set the standard of what you want yeah. and work towards that. So if I want my kids to have a million dollar portfolio, let's let's backtrack let's yeah. get to it and let the companies get you to a million faster cause they're cause they're making money for you
1: Yeah, and here's the other thing which is crazy about that just to if your money sitting in your savings account anyway is not doing it let, let me ask you this so I got the money sitting in my savings account mm-hmm. say I got a thousand dollars I can go put that whole thousand dollars in the REIT am I able to take it out at any time yes.
0: so the first thing is if you have a thousand dollars in your savings account and that's all you have do not put a thousand dollars just in REIT I don't care how sexy it sounds yeah You want to make sure that you're you're gradually getting into investing. Do not just dump your whole life savings. If you are comfortable with $100, start with $100. Now, with REITs, that's the other difference. You can sell a REIT just as fast as you bought it. It takes less than five seconds to buy it. You can sell it just as fast. So I remember when I started my business, Empify, and I was getting kicked out my apartment in Harlem, right? Started my business. Money wasn't coming every two weeks. I got kicked. This was like 2013. I I had $30,000 when I left Wall Street. I felt rich, I felt like I was on top of the world until you realize money doesn't come every two weeks when you run a business. I did not have a savings account. One, our clients didn't. They had money set aside, but it was pennies. If they had a bunch of money in the savings, we were trained to put it to work. Even if they bought normal dividend stocks, which weren't, you know, give them three, four, five percent. They had to put it to work because they were losing because of inflation. Mm. While you might not think inflation is a lot, if your job is to become a millionaire, a billionaire, you got to start thinking like them. No wealthy person is just parking cash under their mattress. They're not right no wealthy person is just settling for a savings account because we all can say we know people who saved and worked really hard and still are working and saving Mm -hmm. really hard Mm -hmm. right like that is not the only way to wealth that's what america has taught you but that is not the way you go to create the life that you want and times are different so when those clients had to invest it i was training myself we're not using, I'm gonna be just like those clients. I'm not working here anymore. I'm gonna go build me a JP Morgan mm. and I'm gonna be that client. So I'm gonna travel like these clients. I'm gonna I'm I'm read books like these clients. I'm gonna invest like these clients. They started with a hundred million. I started with a hundred dollars. So you got to get to a space where it doesn't matter how far you are from your goal. Take a few zeros off and just start somewhere, That's good. but get yourself into a mindset that this is not an option. And, and recognizing that this is one thing people don't know. Let me like, I work for a bank. Banks run this country, period. When you put money in a savings account, they loan it to people who take out debt, car loans, student loans, credit cards, mortgages. If everyone takes all their money out of a savings account, America doesn't work. So they encourage you to save, they entice you with these interest rates because they want you to park your money.
1: So they could go make it flip.
0: Right, so I'm giving you 4%, but, I, but, but a car loan is about 9% now they make the spread. Again, is it a scam? No, it's a business. Just like if you and you, you're in school, you want a bag of chips for a quarter, you want to sell it for a dollar. Like yeah. everybody has to make money. It makes sense. But if you know, I've been saving all my life. My family's been saving all their life. I've been working all my life, but I'm still not right. That means something in you has to change. So that change is going to be uncomfortable. But let's ask yourself, what are millionaires and billionaires doing? In my mind, let me just show you what they do. You got to let go of the fact that you have to set money aside. So with that same thousand dollars, take a couple hundred and buy a REIT. Now, when I left my job, it all hell broke loose. My stocks were how I started Amplify because Mm -hmm. when I needed cash, I sold them. You don't have to wait for a buyer. You don't have to wait for an agent. Mm -hmm. You don't have closing costs. The same way you bought it, instead of clicking buy, you click sell. That cash will hit your bank account the next day.
1: Sounds too good to be true.
0: But it's, but but it's but remember these yeah. are this this is this, this again. Is the game they've been playing yeah, for years. Th- but this is a way for the everyday person to collect income. I think what we gotta recognize is so what you're not getting thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like so what? If I always ask people, do you have two hundred and fifty dollars of passive income coming in every year? Most people say no. Yeah. So let's start there. How about we get $10 passively every month with no work? Let's cover the Netflix bill. Let's cover the Spotify bill, right? And once you knock that bill out, let's get to the next bill. And I always tell people start small. Train yourself to knock out, same with your children, train yourself to knock out small milestones. I know that I want them to have $2,000. Right. I know I want them to have two million dollars. Yeah. Get yourself to a space where like, hey, I'm making more. I double revenue this year. That means I got to double what I'm giving my kids too. Ooh. So it becomes a habit. And that's what we got. Once we cultivate the habit,
1: yeah.
0: it becomes a way of life. There is not a time every month. I don't care when I had no money or a lot of money where I was putting money in and then putting in my life insurance policies, putting in my brokerage accounts, setting money aside for just paying myself while I didn't have thousands. I had 10 and you're training yourself to know you are your priority and you're getting closer and closer to your goal next thing you know the game changes you're putting in ten thousand dollars next thing you know you look up your brokerage account is now fifty thousand dollars because you weren't afraid to start with five dollars
1: yeah listen to me we're about, we're gonna wrap up this episode because i'm talking about the game and the heat that Ashley just dropped i don't know if you're listening to this but what i'm challenging you to do right now Is take the game that she just shared and take it serious. Like, I don't know if you guys know in our culture, like, Most kids, or not most, a lot of kids, like their credit get messed up because their parents putting credit in their name at a young age. But let's go ahead and change that. Let's put stocks in our kid's name, right? Let's go put REITs in our kid's name. Let's go put businesses in our kid's name. So when they grow, we literally can really change the direction of this. And again, I know only Ashley been here for 30 to 45 minutes, y'all. If you're looking at this, right, I want you guys to go to... (laughs)
0: MyCashFlowCreation.com.
1: Y'all heard what she just said. I want you guys to go to MyCashFlowCreation.com. Ashley is hosting a five day virtual event where she's literally going to break all of these things down in a much longer time. Like we spent 30 to 45 minutes. Imagine spending a week with her learning the game. And I truly believe this will be the last virtual event you need to help you create passive income wealth, leveraging REITs and leveraging the stock market. So, um, Make sure you guys get tapped in again. I want to thank y'all for joining this episode. Hope you guys got game. Ashley, let them everybody know where they can find you at and tap in with you.
0: So on social media, I'm underscore Ashley M. Fox. Um, you can shoot me an email the M stands for money <laughs> I like that um, And my email is info at empify.com. But yes, my cash flow creation we money management Talk about getting rid of debt mm. Passive income with REITs Dividend stocks But also making sure we preserve that wealth That's good It's about building it for our families And building it for ourselves But doing it together So from start to finish Let's get started No matter how much money you do or do not have Brick by brick we are building So if you got $5 You can start investing You can start building passive income
1: Let's go, y'all. See y'all inside. Peace.